So why did Jesus come to earth? So it's Christmas Day, 2005, 2011, 2016 this year, and uh, anybody know the next year that Christmas is on a Sunday? It's worth a thousand dollars that Rick's going to give you if you come up the right answer. 2033. So were you a good boy this year or a good girl? Did Noah, were you a good boy this year? You were? Did you get all the presents that you wanted? You did? Wow. Check out Santa's salary. <laughs> Anybody get coal in their stocking? Of course, it might not be, be bad this time of year, so. Now, since it's Christmas, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about, about Adam and Eve. I'm sure you all probably uh, think about Adam and Eve when you think about Christmas, don't you? I mean, I mean, who doesn't think about Adam? Christmas is part of the Christmas, Adam and Eve, part of the Christmas story. You look rather elfish this morning, Matthew. You look rather spiffy. When God created Adam and Eve, he created them holy and perfect. And they were in the garden and they had different times when they would walk and they would converse with God. I don't know what God looked like if I had to guess. I would guess he looked a lot like Jesus, but we don't really know. Now, whenever Adam and Eve were in the garden and they were talking with God, what did they discuss? They didn't talk about probably the weather, because it had not rained yet, definitely hadn't snowed. The temperature would have been just perfect. I wonder if God gave them any good recipes for all those organic vegetables they had. Can you imagine what a tomato sandwich with one of those tomatoes would have tasted like? On some nice bread with a lot of seeds in that bread. Did they have mayonnaise back then? Did they? Surely they did. It was a perfect garden. You could pet lions. You could pet tigers. Because animals and people got along. Uh, nobody killed anybody. Nobody ate anybody. Uh, people and animals all ate plants at that time. That's just the way it was. And Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden had the option to sin, and they did not sin until they did. If you were to talk to any number of people today, whether they are in a church building, or whether they really believe that Adam and Eve are real people, or that Adam and Eve are a myth, I would say most people in this country would be able to recite something to you of the story that Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden and that God created them perfect and they ate some fruit from a wrong tree and then they, because they sinned, they got booted out of the garden. I would say most people probably can recite that much to you. Now there are other realities to Adam and Eve being in the garden. When they sinned, what happened? 
some major changes took place. Eve, after they sinned, would have pain in childbirth. Apparently, had they been sinless and not eaten of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that if Eve were to have some children, she would have had them pain-free better than even an epidural, ladies. So you can have Eve to thank for the pain in your delivery. Another major change, when they got booted out of the garden, when they sinned, the ground was cursed. And Adam, he was working as a farmer, and he would have had thorns and thistles now to come into the ground, and he would have to work hard to provide some food from the garden, from outside of the Garden of Eden. Another major change took place. Change was when Adam and Eve sinned, death entered the world. Prior to their sinning, death was not even an option. People didn't die. Animals didn't die. But whenever Adam and Eve sinned, then death entered the world. The fourth thing, a major change that happened, was that uh, the holiness of Adam and Eve and their closeness with God disappeared instantly when they sinned. God still knew them, God still loved them, but because God was holy and Adam and Eve were no longer holy, the holy could not be with the holy. And so Adam and Eve had to leave the garden because a holy God could not be around something that wasn't holy. Why did Jesus come to earth? God speaks through Isaiah the prophet and he shines a light on an aspect of our sin problem. Isaiah 55, God says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. Is that ever true for you? That things you think and the way you behave are not really like God would want? As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Is that you ever? Is that ever you? So let's be clear about this. We cannot blame Adam and Eve for our sin because the bottom line is we ourselves choose to sin. Why did Jesus come to earth? So on a typical day, you're leaving home, uh, going to work. If you're driving to school, you're driving to school, whatever. So when you're in the car, you take off. And then as you get out there and get along the highway, and then all of a sudden you hear this noise. There's this vibration. It wasn't there yesterday. What the heck is it? And this is where you insert a couple of dirty words because you don't like what's going on in your car. Okay? And so you drive fast, you get up to speed, and the noise and the vibration go away. You think, oh, well, it's probably nothing. You come back later on that day and you get up to a little bit of speed and the noise and vibration are there still. Then you get up to a highway speed and the noise and vibration go away. Well, I probably should get that checked sometime, but you don't. 
Instead, this noise and vibration, you get used to it. And you really don't ever hear it or feel it, except on those rare occasions that you do. And then you go, um, is it any louder or more shaking going on? No, it's really not. So life continues to go on, and you go, your car goes on. And besides, you don't have any time, you don't have any money to fix it now, and so it's, it's still working, so we're just going to go ahead with it. So one Friday morning, you're rushing off to go to wherever you're going to go, and all of a sudden, there's this hellacious noise, this rattle, this rumble underneath your hood, and there's this... What do I smell? Is, this, is that burnt rubber? And the next thing you know is you look in your rearview mirror and there's, these cars are swerving all over the road, hopefully not, trying to, hopefully not hitting one another. Then you notice there are these black flecks flicking, flicking out from underneath is it your car, whatever it is. And then these, this phrase that comes into your mind that, a, that a, a mechanic friend said to you two months ago, serpentine belt. And what had happened was that belt broke when you should have taken care of it. Why did Jesus come to earth? Did Jesus come to earth to show us how to live? Did Jesus come to earth to show us how to live? Many people look to Jesus as an example of a kind and tender-hearted individual, and they observe how he behaved, and they try to emulate him as well we should. The kind things, the, the gentle things that, that he did. But did Jesus come to earth primarily to show us how to live? He did not. Did Jesus come to earth to make the lonely feel loved? to discipline those who were selfish and to correct injustices. Fact is, Jesus did make the lonely feel loved, and he did discipline some of those people who needed to have discipline in their life, and he did instruct us to care for those who are less fortunate. But are those the primary reasons that Jesus came to earth? They are not. So why did Jesus come to earth? There are a number of verses in Scripture that tell us exactly why Jesus came to earth. And I'm going to mention a few of those in uh, just a bit. But I want to show you a Scripture that has a little different slant than your typical Christmas Scripture having to do with the birth of Jesus. If you were to see these verses on a Christmas card embossed in gold with Mary and Joseph and Jesus in a manger, if you were to see these verses, you would think that, that really doesn't fit. Or if you were to see a, a live nativity, you would not find these verses in front of or behind the people in the live nativity. If there were to be somebody who had a home all decorated out and they were the kind of people you knew that they were Christians and they knew that Jesus was the reason for the season, you would not find these verses there on their display. Your kid or grandkid would not go to any church anywhere and come back with a Christmas poster board with these verses 
on that Christmas poster board. So why did Jesus come to earth? Hebrews chapter 10. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, and it's Christmassy so far. I mean, isn't that Christmassy? It's Jesus coming into the world. Sacrifice and offering God you do not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. In other words, the Old Testament law and the Old Testament sacrifices didn't cut it in making people right with God. Then I, Jesus, said, here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, my God. So on that very first Christmas, that tiny body, as he was cradled in his mom's arms or his dad's arms or he was resting in the manger with hay, that little baby would grow up to one day and all throughout his life, every time there was a choice to make, Jesus would choose to do the right thing. Every single time. Because he knew one dark day in his future would come a time when the perfect sacrifice himself, Jesus, would give his life for imperfect people. Why did Jesus come to earth? Did he come to earth so that we could have a fun holiday? Did Jesus come to earth so that we could buy each other gifts? And did he come to earth so that we could have parties and overindulge? Jesus clearly understood his reason for coming to earth. And here are some things that he said. John chapter 3. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Luke 19. For the Son of Man, Jesus speaking of himself, came to seek and to save the lost. Luke 5. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. John 10. Jesus said, the reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. Matthew 20. And all these things are, these are what Jesus has said. The Son of Man, Jesus speaking of himself, did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Why did Jesus come to earth? 
You and I have seen television shows and movies, and we may have uh, noted some real-life scenarios where an individual, often from a rich family, is kidnapped. And a ransom is required to be paid by typically the family members to get back that individual that has been kidnapped. So we understand the practice of paying to save someone. But with Jesus and us and our sin problem, there was not enough money. There never has been enough money. There never can be enough money to pay to ransom you and me. Because what was required was what Jesus said, with his body you prepared for me, Jesus sacrificed himself to ransom you and me. Had there been only one of us in this entire world, there would never be enough money for even one person to be forgiven or to be saved. One person, simply one person would have required the sacrifice that Jesus and only Jesus gave. Two friends of mine from college wrote a song entitled, A Manger Nailed to a Cross. With that song title in mind, A Manger Nailed to a Cross, I envision a conversation that Jesus and his heavenly Father had before they had Jesus to come to earth. And after the conversation was over, I see this as the summary of their conversation. Jesus would come to earth to live so that he could die for us. There was no way, there is no way, that you can separate the manger from the cross. They are inextricably linked forever. From the beginning, God knew, Jesus knew, that this was the way that it had to happen. Why did Jesus come to earth? I enjoy presence, both the giving and the getting. I enjoy somewhat putting up our Christmas tree. Rose, I love you, but I do not enjoy shopping. I do a little. Now, there has been a, there's been a bonus this year. We have two extra grandkids, and so having them around over Christmas has been fun. I love the way they eat paper. It's great. You ought to see it. So these things and all the fun stuff are a part of our Christmas. And I'm sure those kind of things and other things are a part of your Christmas too. But our fun events 
and parties and gifts and family time together. Why? Jesus came to earth. John 3. For God so loved the world that he gave, that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You see, Jesus gave himself as the gift, the only gift that could ransom us, the only gift that could pay a sufficient price so that God who is holy can forgive each of us every sin in our life. That's why Jesus came to earth. That is why there is a Christmas so that you and I can be redeemed from our sin, so that you and I don't have to experience a hell, so that you and I can experience God's Spirit living inside of us, so that you and I can know Jesus personally. Have you received Jesus' best gift? Most of us have, but I don't know whether you have or have not. Maybe you've been a church attender, but you've never accepted God's gift of forgiveness. Or maybe you have and you haven't been living like you should and you really in your heart of hearts want to correct that and make it right between you and God today. If you have never become a Christian, if you have never received Jesus' gift of salvation and forgiveness, then when we sing this song, or after we sing the song, if you want to come up, I'm going to be up here and you can chat with me. Chris is there. You can talk with Rick. You can talk with Jeff and Andrea. You can talk with any number of us about taking care of your having not received Jesus' gift. Would you bow your heads, please? If there is something that God's Spirit is tugging at your heart that He wants you to do, please do not leave today. Don't be like my story of the car and not replacing and taking care of in a timely fashion the serpentine belt. Don't wait until it's too late because this is way more expensive than a car repair. What is it that God wants you on this Christmas day, 2022, to do? Father, I pray for those of us in this room. I pray for those who are watching at home. that 
as we enjoy, which we do, and I'm no different, as we enjoy all the trappings of Christmas in quotes, may we remember why Jesus came to earth. And as we enjoy the fun stuff of Christmas, may we enjoy the best part of Christmas, Jesus giving himself to make us whole and complete and holy in your sight. For those in this room and those at home, that they know there is something that you want them to do, may they do it today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.